Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome in to the Inside Carolina post game. I'm your host, Tommy Ashley. That's Dewey Burt back again. Hard to believe it's been since April that we last talked on one of these, Dewey, but Carolina gets the win against UNC Wilmington. Not every ACC team say, can say they did that tonight, um, as a lot of teams looked a little rusty. So did the Tar Heels. What are your overall thoughts, Dewey? They did. Some expected rust, even as experienced as we are. It's still a different feeling when it's a different team across from you. You know, you've been playing against each other. I know they had scrimmages and exhibition games, but when it's the real time to go, you have you have jitters, even even for juniors and seniors, and they showed it. I also thought UNCW's pressure to start the game uh, had us on our heels a little bit. It took us a little while to get adjusted. They played the ball screen in almost an NBA style, sending everything down. And we struggled with that. We kept trying to force the issue to use the ball screen. And then after RJ, I thought, settled in and had better control of the basketball game, we we never felt like the game was in doubt. But definitely rusty, uh, definitely things to look to on film to improve. I thought our team defense overall was pretty good. Some lulls in the second half, but I thought they helped each other. They communicated. And, you know, look, plenty to work on, but it's the first game. And uh, they were rusty. There were some jitters. There's new players. But uh, got the win, and you move on. Yep, absolutely. Somebody said this, and you sort of went there in your opening. And, and I like to bring up comments on this YouTube chat. So I'm going to bring this one up right away. PC says, defense at the start of last year versus the start of this year, night and day difference. I'd have to agree with that, Dewey. Uh, I mean, they – Joel Berry said it at halftime, and I was thinking it the whole time. You can – you might not make every shot and you might be cold shooting, but you can control how you play defense. And I thought Carolina was really on point for most of the night tonight. I agree. I agree. Didn't, didn't make a lot of fundamental mistakes. Uh, the only one I, you know, there were certainly mistakes, but the, the glaring one for me, and I don't mean to call him out was, you know, Don tries overhelped on uh, a penetration where it wasn't needed. And it led to an open corner three. The interesting part about our defense and how, how much further along we are is, is, of course, the success we had, you build on that. But we've also added two pieces in Nance and Trimble that are very helpful on that end of the floor. Uh, I thought Pete was really good in rotations, trying to protect the basket. Uh, he just knows how to play and say what you want about Chris Collins, but he was well coached for four years. And he comes here with a lot of pedigree in understanding how to play. And I thought you saw that. And then for Seth, young kid, he picked up some fouls as freshmen do, but uh, he's good on the ball. He's obviously very athletic. And so we, we didn't have, even as good as Brady was, he wasn't great defensively. And we didn't have someone like Seth coming off the bench last year. So I think we've got two guys that are new to the fold that are helping our defense be even better. Yeah, I think at one time they said this Carolina's best defensive group on the floor right there and Trimble and Nance were a part of that. Let, let me sort of, let's talk about Pete Nance. And of course, we'll talk about a lot here. Um, post game, Carolina 69, 56, Johnny T-shirts, our sponsor, rate, review, subscribe. 
uh, subscribe to this YouTube channel. If you're in the chat and you have subscribed, subscribe to the Inside Carolina YouTube channel so you get these alerts when we do these things live. But Dewey, Pete Nance's ability, and this is something we talked about with Brady a lot, and this is what I think is the biggest difference between the two guys, is Nance has spent the last four years guarding monsters in the Big Ten. He had to guard the big from Michigan, the bigs from Purdue, and all that. I just think it's got to make life so much easier for Armando Baycott this year to be able to slide off of those guys. And we saw Baycott go out with foul trouble, and Nance was the man in the middle out there and acquitted himself well in a game like this where they didn't have any true bigs, but they had some quick bigs. Where do you see that from Nance at his effort tonight, but also moving forward for this team in that role? I think it's a great point. It's hugely impactful that you have a big that can that can hold the line if Armando needs a blow or gets in foul trouble or turns an ankle, God forbid. Um, there was definitely uh, a drop down last year if Armando came off the floor from a defensive perspective and really on the backboard. Again, as much as we all love Brady and how wonderful he was for us offensively, he was at times a liability on the defensive end of the floor and was not a great, great rebounder. Uh, I don't know yet that Pete Nance is a great rebounder, but I think he's a better team defender, uh, a, a better mover in terms of how he positions himself on the defensive end of the floor. And ideally, and I think, will be a better rebounder than Brady as well. And so there should be no drop off. And because obviously at the end of the year, Armando had to play 40 minutes because we couldn't take him out of the game, not only because of how well he was playing, but because of how much of a drop off we would have defensively with no anchor and also on the backboard. And so Pete should be able to help Mondo not have to play 40 minutes, but play 32. Uh, and then if you do have those things like foul trouble, as we said, you feel like you don't have a drop off and you can play four perimeter players still with Mondo or Pete and they're interchangeable and you can step up your pressure and be more athletic versus feeling like you have to always have two bigs in the game. Carolina, of course, uh, we, we've hit on it. It's rusty. It's their first real live action. I mean, I know they had a secret scrimmage. They played Johnson C. Smith. That game's just a different level. And UNCW is a good team, and, and those guys can play. And it's interesting. You listen to, and it's going to be this way for all these mid-major teams. So and so from you know, North Dakota State, or transfer from such and such, and all that. And so I thought UNCW was a lot tougher than your normal first game. Uh, that Carolina might see, but let's let's talk about the rebounding. They were out rebounded. They being North Carolina tonight, thirty-seven, thirty-two. Baycott, I thought he was going to get him a rebound there late to get that double double. But is that any kind of concern to it at this point? I mean, it's game one, right? Is there any reason to think, uh oh, this might be an issue this year? No, and the reason I say that is even though they out-rebounded us by a couple, it didn't really lead to anything. It's not like they all also killed us in second-chance points. Or, you know, a lot of times the best three-point shots you can take on offense is after an offensive rebound and a kickout. They didn't really do that either. So I understand they out-rebounded us uh, statistically, but it, it didn't bear itself out really in any way that it, it definitively hurt the outcome of the game. Uh, maybe we, re we rebound a little better. We win by 17, 18, or 20 versus 13. I don't think it was a huge thing. Um, again, a little bit rusty, still figuring out rotations. Remember, RJ, Caleb, Leakey, and Armando have never played in a real game with Pete Nance or with Seth Trimble. And so th that does take time. 
Hubert has never coached his team in a real game with Pete Nance and Seth Trimble, right? And the, and the other guys that, that got more time, you know, DeMarco Dunn didn't get minutes like that ever uh, last year. So it's going to take a little time, but it's a lot easier to figure things out and make adjustments with a bunch of juniors and seniors. And that's what we have. And so as long as we stay healthy, we'll just trend in the right way, I would expect. Yeah, let me throw up another question. George Jenkins, he's a friend of the show. Let me, let me throw this up, and I hope you can see it, but I'll read it for you. Can you talk about Leakey and whether his role needs to change at all from last year? The context context is if Nance is going to be unselfish as well, does Leakey need to try to be more offensive or, or more active on the offensive end? I don't think Leakey, from my untrained eye, I don't think Leakey needs to do anything differently than he did last year. Uh, maybe score a couple more points tonight but beyond that just do what leaky does do we do you think the same or or is there some uh credence to the point that maybe nance is not going to be as offensive as manic was so maybe leaky needs to step up a little bit more but nance can be right he, he's proven it his statistics bear that out leaky's never shown us that and so for my answer to the question is I think Nance is going to find his groove, and maybe it's not 14, 15 points a game like Brady, but he'll give us 10 to 12. I still think Leakey is going to impact the game in many other ways. On the offensive end, where Leakey needs to be great is, to me, is finishing at the rim, offensive rebounding, obviously making the right play and the right pass. And I would love to see him try to get to the rim a little bit more because he's actually a very good free throw shooter. He took a couple of mid-range shots tonight. They're just bad shots. I mean, let's not let's not sugarcoat it because he's a fifth-year senior that we all now love. Those are the bad shots. Don't take those. Uh, and so Pete Nance being unselfish leading to Leakey being more aggressive, I, I think those are uh, disconnected points. And, and I also believe that we've got plenty of offensive firepower with RJ, Caleb, and Armando, right? And so I think Pete will be the fourth scorer. And that plus bench production should be plenty of points. I don't think Leakey needs to do anything anything different than he was doing at the end of the last year, which is guard the other team's best player, be a disruptor on the defensive end, rebound the basketball when the opportunity presents itself to get out and transition or get to the rim, do that. And look, he's going to have to make a corner three or two as well to keep the defense honest. But off the bounce, mid-range like he did tonight, I just not we don't need that because we've got so much talent we can get better shots yeah when he does get to the rim he needs to put it in the basket it was one time i think he drove made a nice move to get to the rim couldn't put it in of course missing those bunnies has been an issue um a few times uh, over the past but it'll get better let, let me ask you a, a question about i don't know if i've ever seen a game where carolina had four assists and i yeah. could be wrong but four assists out of 22 made baskets uh, is that rust? Is that uh, familiarity? What is that? No, Again, I, I, it's great. Thing. That's a great question. I, I actually think that was that was UNCW style that that dictated a lot of that. And what I mean by that is everything was pressure, pressure, pressure. And you saw they were trying to deny every single pass, even a simple, you know, high elbow entry to Armando or Nance. They were trying to deny that and push it out. They were disallowing almost every ball screen they basically were forcing us into playing more one-on-one -on -one than we otherwise would. And so I, I really think it was more so that and their style of pressure defense and not a lot of help 
And that's why I felt you started to see RJ get to the rim and have floaters and even against the press, get all the way to the basket and finish is because they weren't really helping very much. And they were instead trying to just deny every pass. Uh, you heard the commentators even say, look how far out Armando's catching the ball in the post. Well, that was their game plan was deny, 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 reject ball screens at all costs, make them beat us one on one because that's not how they're coached to play, which is true. Uh, and so a little more one on one that I think you would typically see and and maybe some rust as well and, and familiarity with new guys. But I think it was mostly the way UNCW defended us. Yeah, and you adapt. And like we talk all football season, you, you just win. Carolina wins 69-56. Looking at the box score, I mean, Caleb Love, I mean, if he's going to shoot 50% and score 17 points, you take that every night. Um, R.J. Davis, 6 for 11, 17 points. Baycott, a 5 for 10. That needs to be a little better. Um, offensively for this team, Somebody asked, and, the, and I missed it in the chat. Oh, I know. I've got it right here. I'll throw it up. Airtime Mike. A lot of new folks here on the basketball pods that I'm not used to seeing from all the football pods. Uh, but where does the third perimeter scoring score come from to go with RJ and Caleb? Uh, one game is tough to tell that. Is Nance that guy, though? Is Nance going to be the third guy? Is there somebody else out there? Um, Seth Trimble off the bench. Um, it's not going to be Leaky. It's not going to be Armando. I guess it's got to be Nance, right? Well, if it was April and I asked you that question, we would have all said Puff Johnson, right? But That's he's hurt. Good. He's hurt. So remains to be seen if he can get back healthy. And, and I know he hasn't practiced very much. So that would be the answer uh, if you didn't know that he's been banged up. Uh, so let's see what happens with Puff. I think he's the natural one because of the way he shoots the ball, his size, and how well he played down the stretch last year. That would be the answer for me. Uh, and, and with Pete, we still don't know. I mean, he didn't even shoot a three tonight. And so you're asked specifically about perimeter scoring, but he didn't shoot any outside shots. So we'll see. It's it's going to take time. We're, look, we're going to have plenty of perimeter scoring. You can almost book it on, on good nights that RJ and Caleb are going to give you 35 to 45. Uh, and that's a pretty comforting thing to know that you're going to have almost every evening. Uh, and then, you know, you've got Armando in the post. So, we do need a fourth scorer, but we don't need a ton out of them. We need 10 to 12 out of them. And then, you you know, you get four or five out of Leaky and, and another 10 or so off the bench, and all of a sudden you've got your 75, 80 points. So, um, again, I think our answer on April 7th would have been Puff Johnson. Now we're not sure, and we need him to get healthy and, and see what he can do. Absolutely. People – People tend to forget Puff because he is, he does stay hurt, but he was big time last year, especially in Raleigh against NC State, and of course what, how he played in the in the tournament. Uh, anything else from this game that sticks out? You you've been on these teams before. You know how season openers are. No matter how good you're supposed to be or picked to be, and all, there, there's always going to be some nervousness and some uh, some points left out there. Uh, on these games, what do you see that maybe we haven't discussed that you think is relevant for our listeners and viewers? Yeah, yeah, two things I can think of. One, I think it's great that our first game was not a cupcake, and you made that point. You know, I think UNCW was good. They, they're athletic. They pressure. They're deep. They play hard. I thought they were well coached. That's a good first game to have. Uh, you know, to to really get challenged, and they did get challenged. We're, we're clearly better, more talented, bigger, all those things, but. That was a good first test. So I, I think that's that's probably been been a lot different 
in years past when, you, you know, we see our good teams win by 50. It's like, well, what did we really get out of that? Uh, I think we got, I think we learned tonight. We got something out of this game. And then the second thing I would say is just how fortunate we are to have the backcourt that we have. I mean, you watch that game tonight and even though we didn't blow them out and we didn't win by as much as we should, was there ever any question, was there ever any worry with the ball in RJ and Caleb's hands that we were going to win? Not at all. And that's a nice comforting thing. And we would not have said that one year ago. They hadn't proven it. But I'll tell you what, I watched that team and that game tonight and it's mostly with the ball in RJ's hands. You just feel so confident and comfortable with his ability to orchestrate and make the right play. And you feel like when he shoots an open three, he's going to make it. You feel like when he shoots a floater, he's going to make it. You feel like when he's getting to the rim, he's going to make the right play. Um, there is great comfort in having an experienced backcourt. And we've had great teams over the years when we've had great backcourts that were experienced. And so I think that's uh, – it's what I said. It's a great comfort. It is. I'll throw the last comment. Irvin, perfect first game. So much fun to watch these guys again. Uh, I don't know about I don't know about perfect, but well, they <laughs> they won, and that's I'm me. I, I, yeah. I've said it a million times. No uh, no pictures on the scoreboard or on no. the scorecard. So, last question for you, Dewey, and, and I want to sort of I don't want to get you into a long winded discussion, but when you hear somebody say, "Follow your shot." And you're a North Carolina basketball player. Uh, Pete Nance did shoot one wing shot, and he didn't follow his shot. He got back on mm -hmm. defense. Sort of just explain to the to the listeners and viewers how that works in a Carolina offense. Granted, Hubert Davis's might be a little different than Roy Williams and, and Coach Smith's, but in general, it's not as simple as just chasing your shot. No, it isn't. And, and everybody knows that that has followed our program for years. That offensive rebounding was a gigantic emphasis for coach Williams. And we routinely led the nation in offensive rebounding margin. That was because he, he definitively coached it. It's not like it's not, he didn't just say, Hey, we need to get to the board. We, he coached it. We worked on it. We did drills about it. And, and the fundamentals for, for the way it was coached when I played, and I would imagine it's somewhat similar still, if not the same is your three, four, five, every shot, Every time, every possession must crash to the glass, no matter where you are. And so even in our old, you know, secondary break situations with a trailing big, think Luke May or Jawad Williams or Marvin, even if they were there and a shot went up, your job was to crash the glass, no matter what. Every possession, period, the end, and try to avoid the box out using, we would talk about almost football type stuff, swim moves or you know, chuck up under the elbow to get through to try to get position for an offensive rebound. The two man's job on the offensive rebounding uh, coaching strategy that we had from Coach Williams was always to get to the free throw line. Long shots, long rebounds, tip outs and everything. A lot of balls end up right in that middle of the floor, 10 to 15 feet away from the basket. So the two man, his job was always to get right into the top of the paint. It was the point guard and only the point guard's job to rotate back always now you also are required to communicate right so we talked about the two needs to get to the foul line for some loose balls or long rebounds and the one needs to get back well if the one is the one who penetrated and went in for a layup or a short shot pretty tough for him to be the first one back so the two needs to see that recognize that and say he's the one getting back and the one can go to the foul line where he's supposed to be so there's definitely communication and interchangeability there 
But fundamentally, that's how it was taught. So in the instance that, that you're talking about, when Pete took a, a, a jump shot and did not follow his shot, that would be breaking a fundamental that we are taught, right? But is it as simple as, hey, just you got to always follow your shot? Well, no, because if I'm the point guard and I come off a ball screen and shoot a three, and if I missed it and followed my shot and therefore was not back on my rotation as the one, Coach Williams would have taken me out, right? Because I broke the fundamental. So again, Huber probably teaches it differently uh, or, or maybe not, but uh, that's how we were taught. So in the instance you brought up, uh, absolutely, he should have followed a shot, but not just for the sake of following his shot. He should have done it because that's what he's coached to do on every single possession because it leads to a tip. Uh, maybe you get a foul, a loose ball, something, right? Good things happen when there are three guys on our team around the rim for every shot. Good stuff there. I mean, I always try to have some sort of learning in, in these podcasts, and I love listening to you talk about love learning the game myself. Carolina 69, UNCW 56, season opener, 1-0 uh, and on the season. It's all that matters. Carolina plays again on Friday night. Dewey, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thank you, Tommy. Appreciate it. Yep, and shout out to the folks that joined us live on the post game, 150 plus. Shout out to Johnny T-shirt. Like, review, subscribe, everything you need to do to get these on your YouTube feed and on your podcast feed. It's always fun. Everybody take care. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.